Maya Lawrence is an entrepreneur, military wife, mother, and child of God who made a pivot in her life to boldly use the talents given to her to inspire others. Living in England, she creates beautiful designs and prints with her homeware and gifts company, Maya Joy Design. She stepped outside of her comfort zone and broke out of the box of fear of failure and discouragement to create a successful design brand. Her story of victory over fear resonates with me. And I know that if you have endured adversity and challenges in your lives, her story will empower you. So sit back and listen as we take the pivot journey with Maya on this episode of Pivot by Faith. video podcast episode of Pivot by Faith. I am your host, Denise Nixon, and I am excited to have on today's episode the first official guest for the video podcast, Ms. Maya Lawrence, and I cannot wait for her to share her story with you. Welcome, Maya, to Pivot by Faith. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here as the first guest on your video as well. It's exciting. (laughs) I am so excited at, and and for everyone who is watching or listening uh, to this podcast, um, Maya has an amazing story and I want her to share uh, her, her, her vision and her story uh, with everyone. And so it's my pleasure uh, to introduce her and uh, Maya, I just want to start things off by um, getting you to, to share with us who you are and, and what you do. Sure. Um, Well, hello, everyone. My name is Maya. Um, I am firstly a sailor's wife, um, a mother of two beautiful girls, one who is seven and one who is four. Um, And I am a creative director and founder of Maya Joy, which is a home and lifestyle brand and creating colourful homeware and gift or feel good homeware and gifts for people who want to experiment with colour and get lost in a world of possibility, as I say. Um, And Maya Joy has been going for about a year, just over a year now. Um, And I'm just so excited to be able to finally be living in the purpose um, that I believe God had for me. Um, So it is really exciting. Um, And in a nutshell, that's what I do. And that's who I am. That is phenomenal, Maya. And and what you said, you know, I want us to unpack what you just said. I was on your website and we were talking before we started recording about your website and how beautiful it is. And and if I'm not mistaken, your website is mayajoy.co.uk. Yes. Yeah, and we'll have that in the show notes. So if you're driving, don't take your hands off the steering wheel to write that down. We'll we'll we got you covered. <laughs> but the website is absolutely beautiful and it's got so many beautiful products on there. One of the things that you have on your website, um, in your quote, you have on here, I choose I chose to be authentically me and make my dreams a reality. Tell us about what motivated you to put that out there as your as as something that you believe. Well, where to begin? Um, I think for any mother out there who may have 
for a time lost their identity um, and kind of just become a wife, just become a mother. Not saying that doesn't mean anything because obviously it's a very special thing. Um, but I really went through a period in my life where I lost my identity a little bit. Um, and after the death of George Floyd in 2020, actually, I realized um, that I had been hiding myself. I had been shrinking myself um, to be liked, to fit in. I should start by adding, obviously, you can tell from my accent, I'm from England. Um, but I live in a place which lacks in cultural diversity. Um, a small city in the southwest called Devon and um, so it's the countryside um, and growing up I never really felt like I fit in um, and I yeah I, I didn't know who I was I've been a Christian my whole life um, but I really didn't know who I was um, and after the death of George Floyd I realized that now was the time for me to actually stand up and take some of my power back and, and actually step in um, to the role that kind of God had kind of placed on me um, and I hadn't been doing that prior to then um, so for the first time in my life in doing what I'm doing now I can say that I am living authentically it's the first time in my life that I have been completely myself unapologetically um, and there's something very empowering and freeing in that um, and I say in my website how I felt that I needed to lead by example for my daughters. I thought it was very important for me to do that so that they would know that they were created to be who God created them to be. They needed to learn that by seeing me do it myself. Wow. That is powerful. You know, there's so many people who struggle with that, even into adulthood and beyond, uh, you know, through their lives. So what, what was it? Uh, uh, that you changed that allowed you to be more authentic? That's a really good question. Um, I remember my father saying to me one day that I needed to carve a life out for myself that was separate from my husband um, and separate from my identity as a mother. Um, and that really involved me drawing closer to God and kind of... Um, you know, finding out who does God say that I am. And you know the the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. I remember throughout my life reading that parable and knowing very uh, almost I felt seen, you know, I knew that I was the one who was burying their talents in the ground for fear of losing it. Yeah. And it would come back to me time and time again. Um, and I, I got to the point where I just felt very strongly that God was saying to me, use your gifts and your talents you know be who I created you to be um and yeah that was the turning point I thought no I have to I have to step outside of my comfort zone and and take that leap of faith I suppose because you know in my my younger years I had a real fear of failure um and I would say there were many talents I could have done a number of different things um but I yeah I was scared I was scared of my own success and I was also scared of failure um but I needed to give that over to God and kind of say you know okay here I am like I trust you I trust that there's purpose for my life and I'm gonna make that step and I haven't looked back you know Maya you have shared such a wonderful 
story here in regard to your testimony, because there are a lot of people out there who are afraid to show their talents or to even use their talents. You talked about burying your talents and people do that for so many different reasons. There are some who live in a community or in, a, in their surroundings where they would, would be hated um, by others uh, because of jealousy or, or whatever reasons, you know, people being uncomfortable with themselves and then watching others use their talents makes them feel uncomfortable. And so they project that onto others. A lot of people, we, we all have a desire to be liked and to be accepted. And when we feel that we're not, sometimes we try to accommodate for that by hiding our talents. Do, do you feel like that may have played into why you weren't utilizing your talents? Absolutely. I think they are very real um, fears. Um, and that was a reason I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be too big. I didn't want to um, stand out. I thought if I could kind of hide away and shrink into the background that I could then fit in better. And I got to a point, you know, where I was just like, well, if people don't like me anyway, then I might as well give them something to really despise, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, but at the same time, like I'm I'm living a really fulfilling and contented life, just knowing that I am, you know, living out my purpose and I'm passionate about it. You know, when you love something, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like work, you know? Right. Um, yes. And I'm making that dream that I have I'm making that very real for my children to say you know I always say like dream big and take risks yeah and no dream is too big mm-hmm. and I always had that I was always told I could do I could achieve anything I wanted to and I never for a moment thought that that wouldn't happen and when I got to a certain age I realized like what am I what am I doing with my life actually I felt so unfulfilled and um, and not everyone has the opportunity to um live out their dreams they they don't you know many are too too scared to let go of that um lack of financial certainty um but I had to I I couldn't get through life without trying I was very lucky depends how you how you frame this in your mind I was very lucky to be made redundant actually during the pandemic um because essentially I was pushed I don't know that I would have willingly left a job to fulfill my passion. So when redundancy came about, I took the opportunity and thought it's now or never. Wow. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I I wanted to ask you um, before you started your business, did you leave a full-time job in order to start that? Or um, did you just happen to, to start it while you were in a period of not working? Um, so I don't know what it was like where you are, but during the pandemic, a lot of businesses were closed. Yeah. And um, so I was at home with my um, family for quite a while um, and I was working part time. Okay. Um, but when redundancy happened, um, I had some savings and some inheritance. Um, and I am not at all recommending that that someone not to go out and get paid work. Um, you know, we, we have to pay our bills. Um, But for me, the fear of scarcity was so much um, that I thought, no, like if I am professing with my mouth that God has placed this calling on my life and I have an amount of money that I can kind of invest into starting my business, then I am going to commit it and trust him 
and and um, obviously trust my husband as well and and see what happens so that's what I chose to do I couldn't do both I didn't feel that I was able to commit my all into my business whilst also working right yeah you know um the, and the pandemic uh had such wide-ranging effects I know um here just even with me personally um the business that I was running I ended up having to close it uh, before the end of 2020, because I'd lost my clients. So uh, I know that it created lots of different situations all over the world. Um, that that idea of scarcity that you mentioned, um, some people unfortunately embrace that idea of scarcity and live in a mindset of, of just getting by. And while that needs to be a temporary mindset, it certainly can't set in and be our permanent mindset. Even if we're in a period of scarcity, we can't put our minds there to say, this is where we're going to stay. Uh, you, you mentioned that you uh, broke out of that mindset of scarcity and said, you know what, I'm going to step out and I'm going to step up and do what God called me to do. How do you feel like your faith was affected in this whole journey? I mean, my faith in this is fundamental. Um, it's a constant conversation. I, I can't sit here and say that, you know, every single day I'm on top of the world. <laughs> you know, I probably doubt several times a week, you know, am I doing the right thing? Is God really in this? But I have such assurance, you know, um, it's been hard. I can't lie. It's at times it's been a real challenge. Um, but slowly, slowly, you see your business starting to build, um, knowing that, you know, my children really are at the core of my business and kind of seeing them so proud of me, like it helps me to keep on going. Um, so, yeah, on those those low days, we play a lot of um, praise and worship music <laughs> to get us <laughs> to get us through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got a, a an iPhone full of podcasts and sermons and all kinds of, <laughs> of motivations because you, you truly have to encourage yourself uh, in, in as an entrepreneur. So let's dive deeper into your business, because as I mentioned a little earlier in uh, in the podcast, you, the products on your website are absolutely beautiful. What was your motivation for creating such beautiful products? And how did you get, get it all started? Like, you know, what, what did you do to start? So my background is in interior design and surface pattern design. I worked for a very well-known um, designer called Laura Ashley. You may have oh, heard. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and that was a great job. I was working in London. It was very high pressured. And um, after having my children, I moved to Devon. My husband is in the Royal Navy. Um, so yeah, we, we tend to move around. And I always knew Maya Joy, Joy is my middle name. I always knew that Maya Joy was going to be something. Um, I can't say that I always knew what, but, you know, for the last probably 10 years or more, I had labels that said Maya Joy. And any time I'd sew something, I'd put a label on there. So it was always there kind of doing in, in the background very gently. Um, but we spoke earlier about how I was held back by fear. Um, so I thought that I would start my own business probably about 10 years ago. And it just never happened. 
it, it didn't. I really doubted my ability as a designer. I didn't think that I could draw. I am, um, yeah, I, I lacked in real confidence. Um, but the more I started working, um, I, I, my, I don't know how, it can only be God. I know this sounds really crazy because I, I don't have all the answers, but just the more I started doing it, it just, the confidence just grew and grew and grew. Um, I love colour. I'm massively inspired by nature and my dual heritage and obviously my children. So they might do a little drawing. They'll draw me a card and I'm inspired by that and I'll create something, you know, related to that. Um, and I just started putting like, you know, my paintbrushes, onto paper and I would just create um I, as I said I had a small amount of money so I I invested that money and I just you know little bit by little bit I'd, I'd get a product and I'd try and sell it and it would sell um and then I'd reinvest that money and I'd, I'd buy a bit more and then I went into my textiles and I started you know working with more luxurious fabrics such as velvet um and having that background with Laura Ashley and that understanding of what a Laura Ashley customer wanted really put me in good stead for kind of building a more luxury brand. Um, so that's what I do. And I I can't really tell you, I can't really tell you like um, how it's happened. It's just, it's very slow. It, you know, it, yeah. it has been a slow burner, but I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor as it were. And it's very exciting. Excellent. While you were talking, I, I kept hearing the words, your gift will make room for you. And, you know, it came easy to you because that is your gift. That is one of your, your many gifts. Everyone couldn't just walk into that industry and do what you're doing. And so those things just fell into place for you. But you said something else also about being patient and, and, and you continued the path. You didn't just try one thing. And if it didn't give you the results, you thought it should to just stop, you know, you kept going. And that's another illustration of you walking in your gifts. And that is absolutely amazing. You know, just seeing the beautiful items that you have on your website, uh, being able to um, market that to the world, you know, because once you get on the website, you're, you're marketing yourself to the world, you know, all of your products. How do you keep all of that in perspective, knowing that there's people from all over the world that will be shopping at your website, that are shopping at your website and, and your, your name, Maya Joy, your brand being out there? I think when you are doing it for the right reasons and it's not about the money or the fame, that gives you perspective because it was only recently like and I'm talking a matter of weeks or months that I realized mm. I was creating a retail business wow. I knew that I was designing and I knew that I was having products manufactured everything's manufactured in the UK I have a very good relationship with all of the people that are making my, my products um but it, a light bulb moment happened when I was like, my goodness, I'm actually creating a retail brand. Like I am a retail brand. Um, and so I wasn't really, when I was creating, you know, at the start, that that wasn't kind of solidified, I guess, in what I was doing. So you, you speak to so many business owners who probably are far more business minded than me. <laughs> um, I've kind of fallen into it business isn't my first you know that's not necessarily numbers are not my gifting actually 
Um, but it's just so happened that, you know, when you are passionate about something, people see that. And then when they actually get my products in their hands, they see how beautiful it is, you know, and, and that's really what I wanted. Like for me, the monotony of everyday life, like mm-hmm. when you have young children, is sometimes just too much to handle. So for me, it was so important to find joy in very little things, you know, mm-hmm. um, such as, you know, going for a walk and listening to the birds sing or having coffee in your favorite mug in the morning or a very controversial one, um, writing on that first page of a, a brand new notebook. You know, that, that all oh, this notebook's so lovely and the pen just mm-hmm. feels so nice on the paper. Like, yeah. but those little moments of joy, I think we very often don't mm-hmm. acknowledge. Right. It's obvious that your vision is being communicated through your business. Now, tell me, um, did what, what obstacles did you encounter while you were establishing your business? I would say the biggest obstacle really is my mind. Um, and why it's so important to stay close to God and, and have, um, you know, to, to read over scripture. Um, and to journal. Journal is something that I took up um, during the pandemic and I've, I've kept with it because it has been so beneficial um, in what I'm doing to look back and see how far I've come. Because, you know, as you say, people can be very um, unsupportive um, when you try to better yourself um, through projecting their own insecurities. So you have to do almost more work so that people's, you know, people's um, perception and things doesn't doesn't hinder you. Um, so for me, yeah, it was definitely a mindset thing mostly, um, as well as the financial implication. Um, but, you know, for me, making that commitment has really paid off. I think there there is no success without risk. It all it all comes with an element of risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's just stepping outside of your comfort zone and and seeing and seeing what happens. What words would you have for uh, an entrepreneur who's listening to this? They might be working full time or maybe they're uh, a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad. They they may be um, out of work. And they have this, this vision of a business in their hearts. What would you say the first thing should be? Some of the first things that, that they may want to consider. I would say to just start. Start small. It doesn't really matter what it is. Just keep working each and every day. Yeah. There were days when I really didn't want to work. Um, so I just set a timer on my phone for an hour. I was like, I can do an hour of work. Um, And nine times out of 10, an hour would pass. And I was so engrossed in what I was doing. I would do much more than the hour. It's just about building a discipline, I would say. And also trust that there's purpose for your life. Um, Find out what your why is for starting your business. Um, Things like, we touched on this before, things like, having a lot of money 
um, and mm. having your name in lights are not going to be enough to sustain you when it gets right. hard because yes. inevitably there are going to be um, moments where it's really hard there's going to be rejection and there's going to be setbacks right. so it needs to be something that's really deep rooted that's going to carry you through um, mm. when those times get hard so for me you know that is I've got two two little eyes two pairs of eyes watching what I do um, and that really is they are my why um, it makes it very easy to keep going so yeah I would say that's just a little bit of advice excellent but what would you like to share with the listeners about your business that can help them be connected to what you do okay so you can find me on Instagram at myajoydesign and my website is www.myajoy.co.uk and we ship worldwide so you can take a little look at the website and find something to make you smile um yeah and I just wanted to remind you of a passage from Jeremiah 29 11 um, for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future um, and that scripture has stayed with me you know from childhood to now and it is one that I come back to time and time again to just be reminded that there is purpose for your life. Amen to that. I have that scripture on my bookshelf behind me <laughs> in a frame. That That is a beautiful scripture and a beautiful way uh, for people to know that God is for them. So he is for all of us and that that is what sustains us. Maya, thank you so much for, for being on this podcast. And uh, as I mentioned, all of your information will be in the show notes for everyone. And uh, thank you for the blessing of being on this podcast and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Pivot by Faith podcast. Please know how much your support and prayers for this podcast are appreciated. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review and let me know what you enjoyed and what touched your spirit today. Also, be sure to visit my website at denisenixon.com to learn more information about Pivot by Faith, the guests, and my e-learning business, BFP Creative Works. If you would like to know when new episodes are coming out, be sure to sign up to receive email alerts. And to all of my fellow entrepreneurs out there, remember, you've got this because God has got you. Peace, grace, and blessings to all. And let's connect again with the next episode of Pivot by Faith.